The Baron didn't have an easy answer to that childlike expectation. But for all of his madness, George was their king. And damn it all, thought Lawrence, the wedding guests should show a little respect. Their outrageous conduct shouldn't be tolerated. Why, two of the seasoned Winchester uncles were blatantly fondling the hilts of their swords in obvious anticipation of the bloodletting. The St. James warriors immediately noticed and retaliated by taking a unified step forward. They didn't touch their weapons, though, and in truth, most of the St. James's men weren't even armed. They smiled instead. Lawrence thought that action was just as telling. The Winchesters outnumbered the St. James clan six to one. That didn't give them the advantage, however. The St. James men were a much meaner lot— The stories about their escapades were legendary. They were known to tear a man's eyes out just for squinting. They liked to kick an opponent in his groin for the fun of hearing him howl. And God only knew what they did to their enemies. The possibilities were simply too appalling to think about. A commotion coming from the courtyard turned Lawrence's attention. The king's personal assistant, a dour-faced man by the name of Sir Roland Hugo, rushed up the steps. He was dressed in festive garb, but the colourful red hose and white tunic made his imposing bulk all the more rotund-looking. Lawrence thought Hugo resembled a plump rooster. Because he was his good friend, he kept that unkind opinion to himself. The two men quickly embraced. Then Hugo took a step back. In a hushed tone, he said, "'I rode ahead the last league. The king will be here in just a few more minutes.' "'Thank God for that!' Lawrence replied, his relief visible. He mopped at the beads of sweat on his brow with his linen handkerchief. Hugo glanced over Lawrence's shoulder, then shook his head. "'It's as quiet as a tomb in your hall,' he whispered. "'Have you had a time of it keeping the wedding guests amused?' Lawrence looked incredulous. "'Amused! Hugo!' Nothing short of a human sacrifice could keep those barbarians amused. I can see your sense of humour has helped you through this atrocity, his friend replied. I'm not jesting, the baron snapped. You'll quit your smile too, Hugo, when you realise how volatile the situation has become. The Winchesters didn't come bearing gifts, my friend. They're armed for battle. Yes, they are, he rushed on when his friend shook his head in apparent disbelief. I tried to persuade them to leave their arsenal outside, but they wouldn't hear of it. They aren't in an accommodating mood. We'll see about that, Hugo muttered. The soldiers riding escort with our king will disarm them in little time. I'll be damned if I allow our overlord to walk into such a threatening arena. This is a wedding, not a battlefield. Hugo proved to be as good as his threat, The Winchesters piled their weapons in the corner of the Great Hall when they were confronted with the order by the infuriated King's assistant. The demand was backed up by some forty loyal soldiers who'd taken up their positions in a circle around the guests. Even the St. James rascals handed over their few weapons, but only after Hugo ordered arrows put to the soldiers' bows. If he lived to tell the tale, no one was ever going to believe him, Lawrence decided. Thankfully, King George had no idea what extreme measures had been taken to secure his protection. When the King of England walked into the Great Hall, the soldiers immediately lowered their bows. 
though their arrows remained securely knocked for a quick kill if the need arose. The bishop rallied out of his chair, bowed formally to his king, and then motioned for him to take his seat. Two of the king's barristers, their arms laden with documents, trailed in the king's wake. Lawrence waited until his leader was seated, then hurried over to kneel before him. He spoke his pledge of loyalty in a loud, booming voice, hoping his words would shame the guests into showing like consideration. The king leaned forward, his big hands braced on his knees. "'Your patriot king is pleased with you, Baron Lawrence. I am your patriot king, champion of all the people, am I not?' Lawrence was prepared for that question— The king had taken to calling himself by that name years before, and he liked to hear affirmation whenever possible. Yes, my lord, you are my patriot king, champion.